Hey, this is Dan Savage from the Orlando Magic, and you're listening to the Penny for Your Thoughts podcast from the guys at Orlando Magic UK. Now it's over to Garrett, Mikey, and Paul. Go Magic! In order for the magic to work, you have to truly believe in the magic. What's up, Magic fans, and welcome to this week's episode of Penny for Your Thoughts, the Orlando Magic UK podcast. I'm your host this week, Mikey. As always, I'm joined by my friend from the Valleys, Mr. Garrett Jones, who's getting his bags packed, ready for his little trip to Orlando. Evening, mate. Evening, mate. Yeah, bags are all uh, down from the attic. So uh, this weekend, we shall be trying to select 14 Magic jerseys out of my collection to try and fit in um, for for, a two-week holiday in uh, the Sunshine State. So, yeah, very excited. Can't wait. And... um, Looking forward for, for four games. Fourteen Markel Fultz jerseys, yeah? I don't I don't have fourteen Markel <laughs> ones yet, unfortunately, mate. So uh, no, How I'm gonna have, have to add got? to that collection. I wanna say five. I wanna say plus, five. Plus your t shirt. Oh, plus my t shirt, yeah. Yeah. I do have t- <laughs> two t shirts as well, maybe. So um <laughs> That's half yeah. a holiday sort of then. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I've got to whittle down some of the other ones, and it's going to be it's going to be tough. I know you had this problem back in October as well. I did, and the and problem was I kept picking the same jersey as Paul every day. We kept coming out <laughs> like the Spider Man meme. <laughs> yeah, you ever mentioned that story on you? Yeah, yeah. No, we honestly, the amount of days we were on holiday, and I went knocked on Paul's door the following morning before we went off to a park or whatever. And he would go, oh, for goodness sakes. And he'd, he'd come out of his come out of the bedroom and he'd be wearing the same stuff that I've got on. And I reckon <laughs> that happened at least half of the time we were there. So, so that's... Oh, hey. Quality. Yeah, how have you been, Great. Mate? You good? Yeah, good, mate. Just been uh, super busy with work and gym and all sorts of stuff going on this week. So, yeah, all good, mate. All good. And uh, somebody else has been to the gym tonight. Gary looking buff. Where? <laughs> or the, the Neanderthal, as you, as you said just now. I am. Neanderthal's been to the gym. The Neanderthal has been to the gym. I am a Neanderthal, Mikey, on just about everything but my job. <laughs> Pretty obvious. I'm just like, I don't even look like a kid, man. So, as you would be, mate. All good? Yeah, just busy, you know, mate. Um, you know what it's like. You just get getting the pennies coming in and trying to catch time and uh, watch magic games and uh, keep up with life. It's been a bit harder this week, but we'll get into that in a, re- in a minute why, <laughs> why it's been like that. Uh, but in today's episode, we're going to talk about the win against the Oklahoma City Thunder, the loss to the Memphis Grizzlies, and we're also going to discuss Paolo Banquero, who won a certain award this, this week. Uh, but before that... Uh, you can grab your Orlando Magic City Edition and Statement Edition jerseys available on the NBA Store EU. Uh, there's limited stock left on the City jerseys and you can still grab the blue ones as well. If you use our code MAGICUK10 for 10% off your entire order, um, but some exclusions may apply. I don't think there's many, but I'm sure there, I'm sure there is. Uh, right, let's get into some Magic news. Uh, starting with... The Magic's record. We'll get into the games very shortly. So currently, the Magic are sat 
in 13th position in the Eastern Conference at 14 and 25, um, coming off of last night's loss to the Grizzlies. Uh, the Magic are 10 and 12 at home, and they are 4 and 13 on the road. Something that has to improve. Um, they're going to get a good shot of that this week as they head out west. Um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a busy week. Um, Paolo Mancaro won Rookie of the Month for December. Um, guys, quick thoughts on that. Absolutely well deserved. You know, he's been head and shoulders above his rookie class, hasn't he? Obviously, you know, Chet Holmgren hasn't played, and uh, perhaps Jabari Smith. We we expected a little bit more out of him as the top three consensus. Um, but the way he's conducted himself, the points he's put on, uh, shouldering the load for the Magic, uh, and being that being the guy. Uh, and we've we've said it in the past. You know, we need a, the guy. Um, and you know we've struck out this uh, last lottery, um, and I definitely think we've got him. Um, and I'm sure we'll, we'll speak a little bit more about him um, as we discuss the next, you know, the two games that we played this week. Yeah, how could he not? That, that's that will be the question. If he didn't win it, how, how what would the justification be? Like even by Bankero's standards, when he had a couple of poorer games, there was still just good rookie games or decent rookie games where by his standards that shows the level he's carrying himself at mm. and it's a point I've made on here before but there is a very real conversation to be had that Paolo Banquero is the best rookie out of the last few draft classes you know you, you look at Scotty Barnes winning rookie of the year <laughs> last season and you put him up against Paolo Banquero and it's not really close and then you think well Okay, Evan Mobley, Cade Cunningham, have they been better than Bankero? There's a discussion to be had there. And then you start to think, well, okay, the previous draft class, and that's some pretty significant company. If you're saying, oh, Bankero's up against, for example, Anthony Edwards and LaMelo Ball, that's Tyrese Halliburton. And so that's pretty significant. So I think it's a mark of the man of just how good he's been so far. Mm -hmm. um, and he deserves it. You can't knock him for it. If you look at... Sorry, G, if you look at his splits, because he came out and said the other day, didn't he, that he, he doesn't feel like he's played well in December. And I think there's part of that is because he got in foul trouble against the Lakers and, and didn't really see much of the floor. Um, he had another bad game. I think it was the two games where he brought the Afro back. Yeah. And then mm. and then he had two bad games and then he was like, nah, I'm done with this. And, and the corn rolls come back out and the headband. <laughs> And uh, but if you actually look at his splits, is that what you're going to say, G? No, no, no. What's well, about? So for December, although his points per game dropped from so October he averaged twenty two point seven, twenty two point six in November, nineteen point one in December, but actually his efficiency jumped up. He was shooting seventy eight percent from the free throw line compared to seventy three, thirty four percent from three. He was 29% in October and 25 in November. So that took a jump. Um, it's just his overall field goal percentage that took a bit of a dip. Um, but yeah, his outside shooting in from the free throw line had actually taken a little bit of a jump in December, which was interesting to see. The one thing I was going to add was the fact, I don't know if you've noticed it, the last two weeks, officials are not blowing the whistle. When he drives to the basket... 
we we saw it even on on a, the Oklahoma City game when he dunked on uh, uh, SGA. You know, his, his hand was all over it. It should have been an and one. Um, often he's driving to the basket and he is getting clattered. And whereas we found in October, November, he was getting those calls and getting to the line at a good rate. Um, I do feel like the whistle has stopped being blown. Um, so perhaps, you know, that's something that will, um, you know, add to the fact that he didn't have a good December in his own eyes. Yeah. I think as well, just as a comparison, when you think about it, the Western Conference Rookie of the Month was Keegan Murray. And when you compare the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference Rookie of the Month, Keegan Murray, Kings have done brilliantly this season. I think as Magic fans, we've got to look at it and go, you know, like, good for them after everything they've had in recent years. But Keegan Murray got Rookie of the Month on 12.7 points per game, 46% field goal percentage. You know, like, it, it doesn't... There's a pretty big leap there because you you know like we mentioned about uh, Jabari Smith, these are like your average rookie stats. Like Jabari Smith putting up what, eleven or twelve a game. That's your average rookie, and then Paolo Banqueiro's putting up numbers. They've got him in the All Star voting. Yeah. So it's like there's a bit of a discrepancy here, really. Well, his numbers are up there with Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. I saw an image. I think Dante tweeted uh, the last two days, and um, he's in you know some fine company right there. Yeah, yeah they do a fine company. They're doing well to be mentioned yes. with. <laughs> 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 yeah, and uh, you just mentioned G about the uh, All Star voting. So we had the first ballot of the fan voting come in, and Bankero was eighth on on the forwards list in the Eastern Conference, I believe. So uh, keep getting your votes in for Paolo because he's he's got a chance. He's got a chance, and I think the fan voting is only fifty percent of the the actual votes, isn't it? I think the coaches and the players are the other fifty percent. So we'll see. He, he might get a reserve spot. I think that's a realistic chance if somebody pulls out with an injury potentially. But it's pretty rare that a rookie, even as good as Bankero is, makes the All Star game. Yeah, I think Blake Griffin was the last one. Back in 2011, I think we mentioned it a couple of podcasts ago. So, yeah, it, it is quite rare. Yeah. yeah. But we're having that conversation. <laughs> exactly. You know. That's, so. he, he's the alpha. He's the alpha. Um, so, uh, updates on injury news. So, we had some interviews at the start of the week from Magic Practice, where Jonathan Isaac was stuck in front of the camera. And the microphone, along with Jalen Suggs. And actually, Jalen Suggs made his return against the, the Grizzlies the other evening. Um, but J.I., I don't know if you guys have had a chance to listen to his interview, or, or at least part of it. Um, what did you think? Because to me, it doesn't sound like he's actually that far away. I think we could be seeing him very soon. Go on, guy. Sorry, Jay, you go on. No, go on, you go first, mate. <laughs> All I was going to say was, is if I think if we haven't seen um, Jonathan Isaac by the end of this month, I will be quite disappointed. Mm. That, that's where I'm at. That, I would expect to see Jonathan Isaac by the end of January. So you never know if you've, if any of us are going to Orlando in the next, you know, like few weeks, and we've got four games in there. You never know, you might see the return of Jonathan Isaac. Do you know anybody, G, who's going to Orlando? 
and yeah, there's a couple of people I know. Um, yeah, I'm I'm I'm, ve- I'm very hopeful that it'll be that Pelican, the first Pelican game now uh, after this five game road trip. Um, so you know, it'd be like like what it was when Markel Fultz came back um, last, I think February, March, whatever it was. You know, um, and I hope the Magic make a real big deal about it. Um, even you know if he starts or if he's you know brought off the bench, then Coach Mosley, you know. Make make a, a right point of you know, and he gets a really good ovation, uh, and you, and you know I'll be loud. So um, no, I, I'm hopeful that it will be uh, within January, as you stated, Gary. Uh, it's just disappointing that you know it was the beginning of last season um, when he said you know, hope hopeful that I'll be back by Christmas, and that was you know yeah. f- fifteen months ago. And we still haven't seen him, so bless him. I, I'm sure he's itching to get back on the court, and um, no, we can't wait to see him back. I think. Forget about the magic. I I just hope for Ji's sake he can stay healthy, just for his sake, not not anybody else's. Because the only one of the things I took away from that from that interview was the fact that towards the end he just seemed a bit bit deflated almost to the point where he's like this has just gone on far too long <laughs> I just want to get out there and play and I mm. feel like he just I think it's it I think he, he just needs to see the floor um, yeah. yeah I think he's but, fed up with the media but, getting all these questions for the last two and a half years uh, and he must be sick of it absolutely sick of it bless him I bet he's sick of not playing more than, than having to answer yeah. questions but, Tell you what, though, if we get Jonathan Isaac back healthy, it gives us a, <laughs> our options in the front court are scary, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, just think of some of the lineups you could play. Yeah. It's... Can you can you imagine putting out Franz, Bancaro, and GI, and then maybe throwing Wendell in, thinking, "Oh well, you know, you've got Franz in a guard spot." That's crazy. I mean. You could have Bol Bol, J.I. and Bamba coming off the bench together. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, though, you could see that it doesn't necessarily mesh well, but you could see it being effective at times because Bol actually plays like a wing anyway, even though the guy is seven foot. So you could see him playing the three. J.I. is a natural four anyway, isn't he? And Bamba's five. It'd be really interesting to see those lineups of the three of them out there because that's going to be tough to score on. Um, but yeah, so we've got two more injuries. Um, we've also got Chumo Kiki, who's still out with. Uh, oh, Mikey, left... Mikey, Mikey, Mikey. Oh, KK. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm, I'm, I'm doing a Jonathan from the Sixth Man Show. Uh, yeah, sorry, Chumo. Uh, Chumo KK with his left knee injury, uh, who obviously had the uh, surgery. Um, and I think back in December, he was re-evaluated. Uh, sorry, he was going to be re-evaluated in four weeks. So he's probably got a couple more weeks before we get an update on him. And Bolwell's missed the last couple of games because of COVID protocols. So hopefully we can get him back for the West Coast road trip. So coming up very soon. Okay, right, so let's jump into Magic Thunder uh, on Wednesday night. The Magic ended up winning this game. I've got to bring the box score up. 126 to 115. Uh, 
the Magic were very good in this game for, for stretches. Um, I'll, let, I'll let G get his thoughts in a second on on some of the calls. Uh, Paolo Bancaro finished with 25 points, uh, 47% from the field, 40% from the free throw line. We already mentioned that his uh, three-point percentage is starting to take a jump now, and we're starting to see that confidence from beyond the arc. Uh, eight rebounds, seven assists, really close to a triple-double for him. Uh, there was 18 points for Gary Harris, 13 for Markel Foltz. Um, Terence Ross had 18 off the bench. Um, yeah, solid win. I think, I- I'll tell you what I think afterwards. I'll let you get your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, let's just put it out there. None of us, did you watch the game in its, in its entirety, Mikey, before knowing the score? Uh, I don't think any of us have watched the game in entirety, have we? Because no. of a certain subscription called NBA League Pass, which has been absolute. I'm not going to swear. Careful. Careful. Get a it, it's, been, it's been awful. And hit, I think, and mi- hit and miss, I'd say. No, it's been awful, G. It's <laughs> been really bad. I mean, I've always watched the games on Apple TV. We're going to deviate off the game for a second. But I've always watched a game on Apple TV. The games won't even load on Apple TV. Um, I either have to result to watching it on my phone, which isn't yeah. exactly the best viewing experience, or the only thing I've been able to do is I have to keep bringing my iMac downstairs and coming downstairs at five o'clock in the morning and watching it on there. Um, but even then, I had to get up this morning to watch the Grizzlies game before work. And I watched the first half in as in the all possessions recap. I couldn't watch the feed because it wasn't available. And then at half time, I refreshed it, and there it was. So I managed to watch the second half in full, but the first half wasn't available. Um, that's some of the problems I've been having. I know you guys have uh, had your own. Yeah. Well, for me, I've been able to watch it. Just that the score was spoiled before I started to watch the game. So as you watch the game you're not into it as much because you know who wins. So, you know, the nonsense caused by the officials, you can't even get angry about because, you know, the good guys win in the end. So that's all right. So I've not had a problem with League Pass, touch wood, but I know uh, young Mr. Mr. Craggs has. Do you want to share yours, Gar? Yeah, just uh, pull up a seat and get ready to be entertained, really, guys, because um, it's just been a complete shambles. Um, I'm at the point where I'm actually considering asking for my subscription to be cancelled because the amount of um, games where I've put time aside, sat down, got the computer, etc., and then it's like, oh, you just return to Google. Whenever you're trying to sign in, it just takes you back to your home screen. I've tried it on different browsers, and it's like, Mikey, I'm, I'm not sitting there and watching the game on my phone. Like, that's not what I've paid for League Pass to do. Hello. and. I've paid for League Pass to sit there and watch it on it's like on a Mac screen. It's not great, but it's better than watching it on your phone. And it's like, yeah, okay, I want to sit and watch the game in bed or something like that. Nope, you're not doing that. You're going to get returned to Google and then you're going to go around the block and then you're going to realise after about 15 minutes, whether it's live or whether it's on the night time, you can't watch this game. So I'm at the point now where I would love to give you like some insights on the games, but I've been reduced to YouTube. So what's 
my message to the NBA is what's the point? Like, what's the point of me paying you money for League Pass? I should just watch the games on YouTube and get 10 minute highlight packages. I'm not going to understand anything about the game because every shot goes in. But at the end of the game, like, at the end of the day, like, <laughs> you can't, you can't watch the game on League Pass. And I'm not the only person because in our group chat, there are other people who've had similar problems throughout the season. So if you're serious about putting a product out there, You've got to sort this. We we can't yeah. put Bali Sports on. We can't do that. And I, and I don't know if you've done the same. You must have contacted support at some point on several I've occasions. Several occasions. I got the point. I was like, "What's the point?" That's, you know? And I've got to the same because you think, "Oh, we'll start a new one." I'm still getting this issue. And then it's just a constant backwards and forwards about uh, what device you're using, what what update of iOS have you got, and what update have you got on the app, and have you tried this and have you tried that? And it's like, come on, it's your 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 service isn't good enough, and that's what it boils down to. It's not what I'm using. Have you tried to put it off and turn it on again? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I wish it was that simple, Jay. <laughs> I'm going to give you, I'll give you my like life test that I use for this. And I use this with League Pass, and this is where I'm at with it. If this was a restaurant that you were going to and you were getting consistently food served up this bad, would you go back to this restaurant? Mm. And the answer is no. And the only reason why we're going back is because is we want to watch Magic Games. And this it, is depends the what, it depends what the food is, Gary. <laughs> food you would like to eat <laughs> edible food but the only thing that's doing it is is because we all want to watch the magic play if there was another way like another like there are other ways but if there was another way where we could do this properly and watch it i think we would be using that now because league pass is that bad mm. yeah I, I would I would follow that with sorry MBA, but I'm actually not sorry. You're getting my money for nothing, so there you go. Yeah. So let's. Gee, so sorry. What's your insight well, on the fact, Thunder game then? <laughs> so so, so I, was, I was extremely happy because my brother is an Oklahoma City Thunder fan. Um, so Bancaro, absolutely superb. Um, obviously we were playing this game, uh, missing a couple of players, Franz Wagner. Um, Admiral Schofield, Kevon Harris. Uh, so we were undermanned. Caleb Houston came in and was absolutely brilliant. He did everything you could ask for him, you know, of, of him. Uh, you know, passed the ball, shot the open shot, made made a couple of threes. He scored eleven points, uh, five rebounds, including three offensive rebounds. There was one right at the um, end of the half. I don't know if you remember or YouTube. Mm -hmm. Let you see that uh, when, he, when he just hustled and put back a put back layup to you know give us a little bit of momentum. Um, obviously, you've touched upon Wendell coming back and starting double double, usual thing, clogging the paint, um, giving that defensive presence, um, and then literally it was the whole team. Everyone bar sorry, Gary Cole scored double digits. So you know, and, and Cole did his thing. You know, it's a te team effort, but everybody, Terence Ross is hitting his shots now. Um, but, you know, I can't say enough good things about Paolo Banquero. He's absolutely superb. He's everything we wanted in the draft. Um, 
I know we'll come on to the, the Grizzly game shortly. And um, yeah, I have a question. Yes. Not yet. What's your thoughts like now? We, you're getting to see it on because at the start of the season we had this whole thing about what the starting backcourt was going to be, and I think when Cortez was on the pod, he said that he thought it would be Fultz and Gary Harris. And what what he, are your thoughts on what Fultz he, and Gary Harris look like? He did. He did say that. Um, it, it's it's a perfect combination, really, isn't it? I mean, uh, I think when we did it over the summer and we were talking about our backcourts, and it was you know Fultz or Anthony. Or it was, I think, I, I was the only one who said Fultz and Suggs. Um, and then we kind of left Gary Harris out. But he's the perfect complement for that team in that, you know, he can hit the long-range shot. Uh, he's very good defensively. Uh, he's that veteran who can just be in the right place, you know, put his arm around somebody, you know, a bit of good advice for, you know, such young players. Um, uh, and, and I've made it, I've got a little note here, you know, the, the Grizzly game, we actually got to see that lineup first and foremost starting, um, which was, you know, Fultz, Harris, Wagner, Paolo and Wendell. Um, and we'll, we'll get to Grizzlies in a second. But, um, yeah, Gary Harris, superb as well. It's interesting when you said there about the defensive side of it as well, because I think when he was in Denver prior to the injury, there was a point where there was the Denver fan balls were trying to get Harris put forward as like a defensive all NBA defensive candidate, you know, they were saying that he was that good. Yeah. And when you look at what our backcourt's got, it would be really interesting at some point if you saw, like, if we were trying to lock a game down, what a Gary Harris, Jalen Suggs pairing could do when you start to add Bankero, Wagner, and Wendell on the court. I think that would be an interesting closer, depending who we're playing. So. Yeah. I, I mean, Fultz has got his fair share of steals as well. Um, you yeah. know, when we were making that run in the Memphis game, um, in the fourth quarter, there was a bunch of steals right at the end. The pressure put forward by the guard tandem. So, you know, we've got so many options uh, and it's good to have. Your heart must have been going like that, Chief. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you missed that layer. <laughs> One thing that was on you. <laughs> oh, wasn't it? I know they don't do misses, do they? <laughs> no, they don't do misses. <laughs> yeah. How about you guys? Any anything on on the made shots that you saw? No, I think you covered it. You covered most of it, G. Yeah. For me, it was just nice with the made shots. The Terence Ross playing like Prime Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know, like on YouTube, that's what it looked like. But it, no, in all seriousness, it was. Nice to see, because um, I know Terence Ross has been some question marks asked about him in the fan base recently, and it was nice to see what appeared to be from uh, YouTube and from box scores and stuff a vintage T. Ross performance, but unfortunately for those of us with League Pass, we couldn't enjoy that. Let's go yeah. back to that. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, they got themselves going, and then they had the Memphis Grizzlies in town. So we're going to get into the Grizzlies in a minute because they're a little bit of a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They're one of those teams that not a lot of people like, but we'll get into that in a minute. But uh, the Magic lost this one 123 to 115. They actually started pretty well in this game. Uh, and then the Grizzlies took over in the second quarter, torched the Magic, uh, built a, I think it was a 22 point lead G at yeah, one point. Yeah, 22, yeah. 
the Magic rallied back in the, in the fourth quarter and got the game down to, I think it was seven. And then uh, the Grizzlies just had enough to, uh, to hold on. Uh, for the Magic, we had, uh, again, another big game from Paolo. 30 points, nine rebounds, three assists. Uh, we had Wendell Carter Jr. had 18.7 rebounds, 22 points for Franz Wagner. And it's funny listening to the broadcast on this one because David and Jeff were were saying, "Oh, we need to get Franz going." And the next minute, you look at the box score, and he's got he's got I think he had 18 points at the point that they mentioned that. Uh, that was quite funny. Uh, Terence Ross again had himself another good game. He he he, he the flame the flame was on. He made a three and then he dribbled up the floor in the next possession with, with Mosley calling calling the plays and he just ignored him and just let another one yeah, let another yeah. one fly. Um but yeah, the magic fell short. Um obviously Frank, uh, Mo, Mo Wagner was still suspended for this game. Um Jalen Suggs made his return. He only played five minutes, which is a little bit worrying. I haven't seen any update as to no, they never said well, anything. Been... No. Just it was the first quarter. He, he, I think he made one of two shots. He had a shot blocked by Jaron Jackson. Uh, he was aggressive, but um, yeah, I thought he might have come back in the second. Well, sorry, the second half. But uh, in fairness, our guard tandem were doing really well in the third and fourth quarter. So not surprised to see, uh, you know, holding back until the West Coast trip. Yeah. What did you think of the game, G? So. I mean, you, you've picked up on a few of those points there. It's the first half. You know, it was a defensive slog in the first half. But in the, in the second half, we put up 72 points. Uh, we beat them by 14. So had you not had that, you know, mediocre second quarter, you're right in there. Um, obviously, Memphis are, are a tough team. You know, they defend the paint very, very well. Uh, Jaron Jackson really impressed me. I think he's got 31-odd points, 10 rebounds. But, you know, his length and uh, just ability to help clog the lane with Stephen Adams, um, you know, really, uh, really shone through. Um, but Bancaro, I said about it earlier, and I was going to mention in this game, he scored 20 points in the second quarter. And then you had Franz Wagner. I think he scored about 19 or 18 alone in the fourth. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there are guys. They are special. Um, it's just a shame we didn't have the consistency to keep keep you know with the Grizzlies in in the second quarter. Um, but all in all, it was a valiant effort. Um, but yeah, it just fell short to, to you know a proper Western Conference powerhouse. So no no shame in it for me. Gee, just listening on um on YouTube to this. Um, I'm gonna just keep going back to this, but it sounded like it sounded like there was a lot of Grizzlies uh, fans in there in the Amway. Would that be right? There were a few there jerseys a few. in the in the lower in the lower bowls, yeah. And I thought there was quite a lot of Oklahoma th- fans as well. If I'm being honest, the, the, the night previous. I'm just wondering with the, like Grizzly fans who've rocked up, there must be like really like the legacy of Bryant Reeves. <laughs> Like these big country fans who are like, you know, just want to rock back to the glory to the Vancouver Grizzlies. Is that what it is? Do you think? Uh, unfortunately, they've got this guy called Java Rand, haven't they? Um, yeah. 
he's he's a very very good player. Um, although I, I'm not a big fan of him myself, I, I think they've got a real. And Mikey just touched upon it before we started talking well, with this well, game. Before, well, before we get into that, I want to ask <laughs> you, G, about one thing because one thing I noticed at the end of this game, Gary Harris only played twenty twenty two minutes. Um, but in crunch time, when we were making it a bit of a game down the stretch, uh, Caleb Houston was part of that five-man rotation, closing the game out. Um, what did you think to that? He's obviously, you know, earned his stripes uh, the previous night against the Thunder. Um, I don't know if there was any issues with Gary Harris. Um, you know, obviously nothing was reported by Dante and the team. So, um, but all of this is, you know, Playing a team like the Grizzlies is all about growth. And Vince Carter said it on the broadcast. You know, all these guys are learning. To be put in these situations like they were last night, even though we were down, you know, 22 at half, we rallied and we made it a a game at the end. And, you know, um, we were making shots at the end. You know, every time we went down the floor, you you thought it was going in. Uh, But unfortunately, you know, Jar had the composure at the other end, just to make the right play at the right time, be it a lob, be it, you know, uh, just a a pull-up jumper down the lane um, and just put us away, unfortunately. It's just that, just need a bit more interior defence, I think. What is it about the Grizzlies that you do not like? (laughs) Are you going to go to Gary first, are you? (laughs) Either of you, because neither of you like them. Um, I don't don't like the attitude, really, Mike, if I'm being... Brutally honest, I think um, I get it why it's a case of it's a young team and brashness and stuff, but I just don't really like the way they carry themselves. And if you'd said to me a couple of years ago, oh, the Grizzlies are going to be an up-and-coming team, they haven't really been a winning franchise in the NBA that often, I would have been like, yeah, I'll root for those guys out West. And then the more I've seen of them, I'm like, no, I don't really want to root for it. I just don't like the way they conduct themselves. I respect the model. I respect the model and I like the players who are on there as players. So skill-wise, I like Jamarant. I like Desmond Bain. I really like Desmond Bain actually as a player. But when it's all out on the court and the way the conduct, I'm like, well, you no, it's just too brash for me the way it's so sorry, not really a big fan of the way the on-court product is, if we want to talk in business terms. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I I dislike twenty nine teams, so this is just one of those twenty nine. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> it, it's a, it, what what Gary's just said. Basically, it, it, there's a bit of a, an arrogance about them, um, whereas I don't think perhaps they have earned it yet. Um, obviously, they they've been rubbing shoulders with the Golden State Warriors, and there was a bit of back and forth going on on there with a bit of a rivalry. Uh, and that's fair enough. Um, but, you know, you respect Steph Curry and what they've achieved a lot more than, you know, an up-and-coming team who haven't really put their stamp on, you know, every, anything. So, um, yeah, it's just it's just the attitude, I think. But I love, there's a couple of players I like. Stephen Adams, quality. Mm. I, I love what he brings, you know, Really, really nice guy. Somebody I'd like on the Magic. Yeah, uh, and John Morant is, is a right talent. He's really good. But I don't know. I don't know. 
See, I, I just like I, I really enjoy watching Memphis play. I'm the complete opposite as you guys, yeah. but I, I just think they play loose and just I don't know. They're just like they're having a good time, and the the way the way they are as a group help makes them click. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I just find them really entertaining to watch. But so I know you're a Steph, I, I Steph get, Curry fan, what, mate. And so yeah. if you're Steph against John in the Western Conference Finals, who would you want to win? I mean, right now, because he's near the end of his career, I would say Steph. I think but, Paul would agree with you as well. Paul's a big uh, Steph man, isn't he? Uh, yeah, you, you can't. Thing is, uh, it's I, I get I get what you're on about, like the the arrogance and like the the little bit of cockiness and like I don't know, arms waving and just like. I don't know. I, I just think they're just confident and don't care about what other people think. And I think that's actually a good quality mm-hmm. that's, that that people could learn from as well. I, I I would like to see the magic. See, I look back to last week, right, against the Lakers when we lost to them. And I, I don't think the Lakers are very good. LeBron's obviously having a really good season again. But in that game... I feel like we gave them too much respect. I think that's part of the yeah. reason we lost that game. We 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 didn't go out with a I don't give a shit attitude. I'm gonna right. <laughs> yeah, I said I said yeah. it. I said it. Went there. And and uh, they just gave him too much respect. They they gave LeBron too much respect, and and the Lakers got what they wanted throughout the game. But um, no, I, I think. I think Memphis, I mean, Memphis has got a really good chance of winning it all this year. I mean, there's some really good teams that they've got to contend with. Um, I mean, but you, you look at you look at the standings at the moment, there's arguably six six teams there that could, six, seven teams that have all got a really good chance of winning it. Um, Do you include the Sacramento Kings in that? No, I don't, G. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um I, I think there's five genuine contenders. Um, the Celtics, the Nets, the Nuggets, the Grizzlies and the Bucks. I think I think the Pelicans and the Cavs are just on the outside of that. Um, and, and the Sixers, if they can keep this uh, little run going as well. But who, who knows? And then, and then look at the Mavs and the way Doncic is playing as well. So th- there's a lot of good teams. But I, I don't know. The, the Grizzlies got that confidence because... They've gone deep in the playoffs. They, they've, like, I mean, everyone's always given Golden State their 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 flowers about the way they built through the draft and developed. The Grizzlies have done it exactly mm. the same way. We're doing it the same way as well. Um, but I can understand why people don't like him. I get that. I'm a Raiders fan, so I said this to Gary yesterday. I'm a Raiders fan. Nobody likes the Raiders, and I like that. So, if you're a Memphis fan and nobody likes you because of the because of the way you are, fine. I've not got a problem with that. <laughs> not got a problem with it. Uh, right then, so week ahead, uh, the Magic head out on a West Coast five game road trip, starting with the Warriors on Saturday, which is a one thirty. AM tip off on Sunday morning. Uh, the Warriors are currently ninth in the West, 
20 and 19 and they're 17 and 3 at home. They've been terrible on the road including the uh the loss to the Magic back in uh, back in November. Um but yeah, it's going to be a tough game against the Warriors. Uh then they play the Kings on the 9th of January, which is a 3 a.m. tip-off. Uh, they're fifth in the Western Conference, seven, uh, sorry, twenty and seventeen, and they are eleven and eight at home. We've got the Blazers on the tenth; they are seventh in the West, nineteen and eighteen. The Jazz on the thirteenth of January, uh, they are twenty and twenty-one, tenth in the Western Conference, and then they finish the road trip against the Denver Nuggets, who are first in the West, twenty-five and thirteen. And they are fifteen and three at home, so this is a tough stretch. This is a tough stretch of games. So, uh, how do you think this uh, road trip is going to go, then, boys? Come on, guys! I can see it going one and four. Um, I think we might but... get a win against the. I could, I could see one, and I think it'll be maybe one and four, two and three. That's where I think we'll be. Okay. Hmm. I'd be disappointed if we didn't get two and three. If I'm being honest, um, I expect a win against the Utah Jazz. I know they're playing very well, and Lowry Martin and um, and a couple of the young guys there are playing really well. Denver, I'll go back to front now. Denver's obviously a tough ass, especially. Uh, with the altitude and the play, uh, the way Jokic is playing, um, but maybe one of the Kings or Blazers games, uh, even the Warriors. I mean, I think they lost to Detroit a couple of nights ago. Um, so, with with a full health, I say full healthy roster, a more healthy roster, um, we haven't been blown out that many times. Touch wood. Um, so, I think we can compete and nick one of these first three, beat the Jazz. To at least go two and three, and I think we need that to keep our um, prospects of finishing in the uh, the playing alive. To be perfectly honest with you, yeah. How about you, Gar? Um, Mikey? Yeah, no, I agree. I think if I think if you if you don't win what one or you don't win at all, then it's a terrible road trip. Like I said, Paolo said it in his post game interview on on Wednesday night that. The, the goals to make the play-in tournament and hopefully the playoffs. So if that's actually true and they want to give themselves a chance, because currently the Magic are 13th and we are currently uh, three and a half games back of Chicago in 10th as as we record this. So, yeah, if, if, you, if you go two and three, you only lose half a game, don't you, technically? On on the on the ground that you're trying yeah. to make up between us and the Bulls, um, the Bulls have got a bit of a tough run coming up as well. I can't remember who I did have a quick look yesterday, um, but they have got some tough teams coming up themselves. So yeah, end of the day, you, you just got to win games and see see where it puts you at at the end of the day. But we've got well, you're going to be in Orlando soon, G. Got the Pelicans there without Zion. Unfortunately for your viewing experience, but that's winnable. Yeah. If I know I said Zion. that in the group the other day. Yeah, um, I mean, it's disappointing not to see Zion, but I'd rather see a W. So, um, and then we got Boston at home. Yeah. So, 
you know, it doesn't get much easier when we get back home, does it? No, and then you look at in between that, and then you you go down the list of 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 the teams we've got coming up. I mean, you got the Wizards. That's a must-win game because you're you're competing with them for one of those yeah. playing spots potentially. You got the Celtics. You got the Pacers, who've had a good season so far. Away to the Heat, the Bulls, Sixers twice on the road, Minnesota. Um, do you know what I mean? And then and then coming up again in February. Right before the All Star break, you got the Nuggets Heat again. So it's end of the day. There's a lot of good. All before trade deadline, mate. Yeah. What, yeah. what day is the trade deadline? I cannot remember. I did look this up. Was it? It's normally like about February the seventeenth. Okay, hang on. I will. I will put it into. Have a little look. Uh... Yeah, I mean they they've they've got to claw themselves closer to 500 than we currently are at 14 and 25 um so no it's it's an important stretch because it's really gonna determine whether we push push the chips in and, and push to get into the playing or whether mm. we just play it out and see see where the ping pong balls land because that that yeah. is it isn't it it's because yeah the, the it's the 9th the of february yeah the trade deadline's going to determine a lot, I think. So, we shall see. I don't think we'll call in yet. No, I don't think so either, Garrett. Do you think we'll make a trade? I think we'll see someone like um, maybe RJ Hampton, Morbamba, somebody like that might end up where they traded. Um, if, if things aren't going well... Um, and we're looking unlikely to hit the plane. I think if someone like T. Ross or Gary Harris said, you know, I don't really want this, I think the team would accommodate them. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think RJ Hampton's probably the player I'm looking at where I'm thinking I could see him going, unfortunately, because I quite like RJ, and I wouldn't be surprised if Bamba went. No, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't. But I would... I mean, it depends what their their plan is for next year, doesn't it? What they want to do with that backup centre role. But, yeah, I I think RJ's, it feels like it's uh, the worst kept secret that he's going to be on the way out at the moment. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, so that wraps up today's episode. Um, G, have a great holiday, mate. I'm not going to be jumping on with you now i'm not sure quite when we're going to record the next episode whether it's going to be i'm i'm having a bit of a break for a few weeks because i've got some stuff coming up but uh i don't know if we're gonna have another episode before g's back or when we're or when he's back um but keep an eye on our socials and you'll find out um thank you as always for listening and watching uh don't forget to subscribe to our youtube channel orlando magic uk and leave us your comments. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Orlando Magic UK. So from Gary, Gary, and for myself, until next week, or until next time, go magic.